Beautiful music, beautiful voices. Thank you very much. It's quite inspiring. And welcome all of you, and also welcome uh, uh, all those from London Church. Uh, thank you for joining us. We just heard a beautiful principle of life. Principle is the core of who you are, your attitude, how you should live your life, and what is your uh, perspective on life. That's what principle is. And we heard a very beautiful principle of St. Paul, how we should live our life. Let me read it for you. On the contrary, the members of the body that seem to be weaker are indispensable. And those members of the body that we think less honorable, we clothe with greater honor. And our less respectable members are treated with greater respect. Whereas our more respectable members do not need this. But God has so arranged the body, giving the greater honor to the inferior member. How beautiful. How wonderful. How nice it will be if the world we live in is like this. There will be no discrimination because of who you are. Every person will be respected and appreciated. You don't need to be somebody special to be honored. There will be caring, uplifting, forgiving, and understanding. If everyone lives with this principle in life, the world will become much better place. And this place will become like heaven. In this principle, I see all human beings are equally precious in God's eyes. That's so true. Every person is so precious in God's eyes. Doesn't matter who you are. Doesn't matter what you have, what you don't have. You are very precious in God's eyes. I see that all human beings are respected and protected. That is the universal declaration of human rights of UN. All human beings are born free and equal in dignity and rights. It was written to, uh, 1948, but 2,000 years ago, St. Paul already uh, said, uh, said this. There is this kind of spirit in Paul's thinking. It doesn't matter what you're going through right now. You may be going through a very dark time, very low time. It doesn't matter how you feel about yourself. You may feel that you are very uh, vulnerable, weak, and worthless and useless. Every one of you is so precious in God's eyes. So we should treat each other with this kind of respect. We should treat every human being. We should treat every individual with this kind of respect. That's how we human beings are supposed to live. We should 
honor each other. We, we should honor each other's dignity. That was what God wanted when he created us. We are supposed to take care of each other. If you have more, share that with the people who have less. If you have a gift, use them to help others and uplift others. We talked about two weeks ago, unique gifts we received. First part of chapter 12 of 1 Corinthians, Paul talks about the unique gifts that each person has. Each gift is unique and beautiful and therefore it is precious. So each pers person who has a unique gift is also very unique. We should honor and celebrate each person's uniqueness. We are unique, but at the same time, we, has, we also have to remember that we are interconnected. That's the latter part of chapter 12, 1 Corinthians. First part is uniqueness of our gift, uniqueness of our existence. But second part is how intricately we are connected with each other. We are not alone. We are not an island. We, we don't live in isolation. We are connected. What does this mean? That we are connected. Last Thursday, I visited Ina and Hang's sister at St. Michael. Uh, she was in a palliative care. When I visited her, she looked very peaceful. And what she told me was, Reverend, I'm ready. I'm ready to die. She's uh, uh, about four years younger than me. Uh, too young to say that I'm ready uh, to die. Uh, probably she knew that the end was coming, so she called Hank to ask me to come and visit. So I went and then said the last prayer, and read the scripture for her too. And her husband was crying uh, beside, and then she was receiving the message and the prayer with amen. I have a lot of memory with that couple. I visited their home several times. We had a lot of fun time together. It was hard to see her suffer and die at such a young age. I took subway, so on the way home, in the subway, I couldn't, I was very emotional. Uh, so there were people uh, 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 in front of uh, me, so I tried to uh, hold myself, but I was uh, down and uh, sad and emotional. And she passed away yesterday morning. Until Thursday, she was fine. She was very sharp and focused. I didn't know that she would go so soon. But yesterday morning, she passed away. Yes, that's who we are. We are unique. 
but we are deeply connected. This is what St. Paul said. If one member suffers, all suffer together with it. If one member is honored, all rejoice together with it. That's what it means to be connected. That is what it means to be connected. When you suffer, I suffer. When you have good news, I rejoice. This world has made us become so cold and indifferent. We are good only to those who matter to us. We honor those who are useful to us. Our relationship has become functional and calculating. We have lost the ability to be connected with each other simply as sisters and brothers. We have to understand that without you, I am incomplete. I am glad that you are in my life because without you, my life is incomplete. We have to understand that. Before I told you this African saying, because you are, I am. Because you are, I am. Without you, I am not. greatest gift, Paul talks about lots of gifts in chapter 12 uh, of 1 Corinthians. The greatest gift is not what we have. The greatest gift is not the gift of wisdom, the gift of knowledge, the gift of prophecy, or the gift of tongue. The greatest gift is each other. The greatest gift that God gave us is each other. You are my greatest gift. You give me the most joy. More joy than anything else. God gave you to bless me. You are my blessing. We have to understand that. That's why St. Paul concluded his teaching, I mean, he uh, taught about gifts of the Spirit in chapter 12 from the beginning. And at the end, this is how he concluded. Let me read last three verses of chapter 12. Are all apostles? Are all prophets? Are, are all teachers? Do all work miracles? Do all possess gifts of healing? Do all speaking in tongues? to all interpret, and then big but, but. Strive for the greater gifts, and I will show you a still more excellent way. That's how he ends chapter 12, and he goes into chapter 13, and that is a famous passage of love. First Corinthians chapter 13. He said, I will show you 
more excellent way, the greater gifts he's talking about. And chapter 13, he begins like this. If I speak in the tongues of mortals and of angels, but do not have love, I'm a noisy gong or clanging cymbal. And if I have prophetic powers and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, he's talking about, he's talking about these gifts, all these gifts he's talking about. And if I have all faith so as to remove mountains, but do not have love, I am nothing. If I give away all my possessions and if I hand over my body so that I may boast, do not have love, I gain nothing. The greatest gift is each other. Your family is your greatest gift. Your friends are your greatest gift. The sisters and brothers in this community, in this church, are the greatest gift. How hard it is to understand this message even though we have come to church all our life, we are seeking something different, something else. But the greatest gift is right now, you, right here. You are the greatest gift. How hard it is to understand that. Because in the world, we never experienced this kind of thing. We never thought that people around me was the, were the greatest gift. We never thought of that. When we have love, love of Jesus Christ who died on the cross, when we have that love in our heart, then we can see how beautiful and precious the people around me are. When we don't have that love, we can't see that. But when we have love, we start seeing how precious, how beautiful each person around me is. When you have love, people around you become your gifts. That was what was lacking in the Corinthian community. There were many different gifts, some fantastic gifts. Gifts of prophecy, gifts of knowledge, gifts of tongue, gifts of interpretation of tongues. All kinds of gifts were in Corinthian community. But they were not mature enough but they have not yet experienced the love of Christ who died on the cross deeply in their heart. They have not known that love yet. Even though there were so many gifts in that community, they did not know that love. So their gifts were not used to edify and uplift instead of serving others with their gifts, they looked down upon those who, don't, who didn't have many gifts or fantastic gifts. This brought division in the church and some people felt excluded and alienated. I mean, Corinthian, uh, Corinthian church has a tremendous problem with this divisiveness, division. Even though there were so many gifts, there was no love. They were not mature enough. They did not know what that love was. When there is no love, 
people around you become burdens rather than gifts. You don't think of them as a gift. You think of them as a burden. St. Paul saw that in the Corinthian community. That's why he said this. The eye cannot say to the hand, I have no need of you. Nor again the head to the feet, I have no need of you. We all need each other. But when there is no love, they start saying that, I don't need you. I have no need of you. That's a corrupted state of being. When you start feeling that I have no need of you, already darkness has come upon you. When we are gifts to each other, the community becomes real spiritual community. In that community, people feel special. People feel cared. And then people feel blessed. Use your gifts to bless each other. We have to help each other to become the best person you can be, they can be. We have to help each other so that that person becomes the best person that person can be. Then in return, that best, best person becomes my gift. There is no room for jealousy in the community. We don't need to compare ourselves with others. They are not my competition. They are the people that we serve. We are all one body. So St. Paul said, for just as the body is one and has many members, and all the members of the body, though many are one body, so it is with Christ. For in the one spirit, we were all baptized into one body, Jews or Greeks, slaves or free, and we are all made to drink of one spirit. We all drink one spirit. He see, using this image of drinking one spirit from the same spirit, we are drinking the same spirit. To do this, love is necessary. For the community to be the real community, the love is necessary. For the family to be real family, the love is necessary. For the friends to be real friends, the love is necessary. We need to cultivate this love within us. This community is a beautiful community. Let us make this place a place where we bless each other. May this community be filled with love and so our shortcomings, every person's shortcomings becomes melted away and then each person's gift becomes maximized and strengthened and sharpened. When that happens, this community 
becomes a blessed community. Whoever comes in, their shortcomings are melted and their gift comes alive. And we can edify each other, help each other, and we can let the world know this is what spiritual community looks like. That's what church is. Let us not lose our focus. Let us not lose our hope. Let us build the true, genuine spiritual community. Let us sing together.